Hi, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Liza, Tony, and Adam. Hi, everyone. Hey. Don't, don't sound so excited. That sounded so bad. Well, okay. What, what people don't know is we had to restart the show because we kind of got the topic a little a little wrong. So, but that's good for you guys because you don't have to sit through awkwardness. Well, you may be sitting through awkwardness, but just work with us here. So, <laughs> the topic tonight is each one of us are going to go through our top three tips for the perfect Disney day. So just something that we've found through all the years of going to the parks that really kind of like gives us, you know, like a little edge, makes our day better. So I'm going to start with Liza. Okay. One of my tips is I always bring or get a case of water in my room because water at Disney is going to cost a ton of money. And I like to have a case of water. There's a bunch of places that'll deliver water. There's some stroller rental companies that you can actually add it onto the stroller and they'll deliver it with the stroller. You can take an Uber and go get a bunch of cases of water. Or if you're driving down, just bring some cases of water and put them in your room because I'm telling you, it'll save you money at the end of the day when you're thirsty and you're in your room. You don't want to have to go and pay like $3.50 for a bottle of water. So there's my tip. Okay. I like that. I, and I totally agree because one thing I notice that happens to me in Disney world sometimes is I get a headache and it totally goes away when I drink a bottle of water, you know, it's like just total dehydration. So you got to watch that, especially when it's hot out. Okay. Adam. All right. Perfect Disney day tip. This is something new that I figured out. Anything you buy in a store, you can have it shipped to your house. Yes. And it doesn't matter what it is. Um, now it, you probably want to ship something big or fragile. Okay. They use, they use UPS. Um, they charge you based on the value of the item, not by size and weight. So, and it's very inexpensive. I bought a spaceship earth cookie jar. I posted pictures of it on, um, our site when I got it a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago at this point. And the shipping was, I believe it was eight ninety nine. Um, that was a very heavy, awkward item. And, but because it was based on the price of the item, which was like, I think it was $43. It was, it's like whatever range it was in. That's how much shipping was, which I think is very convenient for the fact that you don't have to even, you don't have to bring it anywhere. You're buying it at the store and then you fill out a form there and they take it from you. And then in about a week and a half, it shows about your door. That's actually a good tip. I started doing that too, because I'm like, it's kind of worth it, you know, okay, 10 bucks maybe, you know, to ship something is so much better than having to cart it around, especially oh, yeah. if it's breakable. Yeah. Especially yeah, if you're flying. I mean, if you're yeah. flying, yeah, I wouldn't even think about it. Exactly. And because Disney is shipping it, the liability is on them in case something breaks. Yeah, good point. Remember when you're you had an ornament that broke, right? I've had yeah, I had an ornament that broke like four times, oh, <laughs> and um, and they shipped a new one because you know, it, I, and it, it's not it's either their I don't know whose fault it is their fault or UPS, but that's for them to decide. Yeah, <laughs> if they're gonna fight with UPS on how they ship things or not, but that's like like if you did that, you're like if you went to you know, UPS store yourself or you shipped it yourself. I mean, it, the liability is kind of, and maybe falls on you, but this way it's like sort of out of your hands and 
if it shows, I mean, if there is something wrong with it, Disney will make it right and right fix it. Like I was not that cookie jar. I didn't want to. I didn't want to put it on check luggage. Because you were embarrassed. No, 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 no. check <laughs> luggage because I was afraid it would break in my suitcase. And then, like, what am I going to carry it on? Like, and hold a cookie jar on a plane? Like, that's kind of weird. So, yeah, that's one way to do it. Okay. So, I, I think that's great advice. Um, I'm going to go over to Tony now. All right. Um, my hint is uh, get to the parks early. Um, you know, get there at rope drop, before rope drop, um, utilize what I refer to as the golden hour in the parks. And that is the first hour after the park opens. I have found in my experience that it takes families with little children, toddlers, maybe larger families, larger groups, a little while to get going in the morning. And if you can get your family to the parks at opening, you're gonna get an hour, hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half, of ride time you're going to be able to squeeze three or four rides or attractions in during that first hour hour and a half and it really helps your day uh by getting that stuff done quickly um so uh that's what we've been doing for years uh we started when when cheryl and i used to be park ninjas and we would go you know rope drop to uh the the the, the kiss goodnight and uh that changed a little bit when we had kids but we we still try to get there uh, you know, as early as we can for, for the opening of the park. I think it almost works better too when your kids are little, because I don't know about you guys, but when mine were really little, they were up at like six in the morning anyway. So nobody was sleeping like, and they're not even like late sleepers now, but I mean, when they were like two or three, it was like, ding. So we had no choice, but to get to the parks early. So, and you're right. I mean, like everybody else straggles in about 11 o'clock, you know? So agreed. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go and mine, mine has to do with food. So I, I have learned over the years and I always tell my clients this, especially if their kids are little, don't go into the parks hungry. And while it's very tempting when you're at your resort to think, Oh gosh, the line at quick service is so long. I'm just going to feed them when we get into the park. If you don't have a reservation because there are so few places to eat breakfast in the park, you're going to be in line at those two or three places that are available for breakfast, like the quick service or Starbucks or whatever. So rather than spend 45 minutes and lose, like Tony just said, that advantage getting into the park, bring a granola bar, a protein bar, whatever, whatever your kid likes to eat, a piece of fruit, and just kind of stave off that hunger for an hour or two. And then when things start to get a little busier, maybe 11, 1130, then you go have either another snack or you start your lunch. That way nobody's cranky. Yes. Except me. I'm, I'm always cranky. Yeah, Are you really, well, Tony? You know, I just, you know what? I just remember my kids being like, you know, I'm really hungry. And you're like, oh, look at that Starbucks line. Heck, that's me, you know, looking at the Starbucks line and going, I don't think so. So, okay, let's go on to our next one, Liza. Okay. When you're in the Magic Kingdom, I feel like the Magic Kingdom is kind of limited on dining. I mean, that's just my personal mm -hmm. opinion. My least favorite dining is at the Magic Kingdom. And that's a shame because that's like, you know, the, one of the first parks they had, right? The opening park. But if you can't get, a, if you didn't get a dining reservation anywhere, try to walk up to Skipper Canteen. And 
I've been able to get a reservation within an hour or so just by putting my name down. And I've had pretty good success with it. So if you're pretty hungry, I mean, I like it. It's a little adventurous food. But um, sometimes, like, they have really good stuff there that's not even on the menu. So I would um, ask them what the specials are, see if you're interested. But I, I really like that restaurant. The last time I went, I thought it was really good. And, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, because Magic and Kingdom food's really hard for me. The other thing, too, I think, with Skipper Canteen is if, you, if, you're, if you're not a vegetarian, obviously, if you're a vegetarian, this isn't an option. But if you're not a vegetarian, they do have a steak there. You can ask them to prepare it any way you like. So, you know, don't put such and such on there, just, you know, whatever regular seasoning. So so that kind of is a way around it, especially if everyone else in your group wants something adventurous, but you don't. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount that place because, again, and we've said this many times, restaurants that don't have a, a lot of traffic tend to be a little better. So um, you might find you like it more than you think. Yeah, I really enjoyed my meal the last time we, we ate there. And we didn't have a reservation. We just got a walk up in the summertime. So, I mean, it was pretty nice. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, I was happy about it. So just a little tip. If you didn't get a reservation okay. in Magic Kingdom, because it's very difficult for me to find somewhere to eat there. Well, and I hate to say it because we're supposed to eat there on the 50th and I'm really grateful we have a sit down reservation because I, I do feel it's going to be busy that day and that might be a oh, nice little be. break. Yeah. But something like Be Our Guest, really expensive, you know, and I'm not sure that the price makes up, you know, is made up by the food and the atmosphere. So, I mean, there's not a lot that's really affordable in that park. I mean, and the plaza used to have a pretty good menu, but it's so small now that, you know, I'm not even sure that's worth it. So, you know, Liza, Liza mentioned uh, just being able to do a walk up uh, at a restaurant. And I just like to remind everybody that if you're using the app, uh, My Disney Experience, that you can actually get in the queue uh, for restaurants and and look at their availability for walk up reservations and, you know, it's not like the old days where you actually had to go to each location uh, and, yeah. and walk across the park to get to the restaurants. You can all do that from your app while you're sitting down on a bench somewhere. So that's a nice little feature that they've added uh, within the past, what, seven, eight months. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I learned about that from Adam, actually. Um, yeah, okay. I still like to walk up and flirt and see if I can get the table quicker. You know, does that work? Yeah. <laughs> I think it really does. So how about that? Really? Okay. That's pretty impressive. Depends on who's at the stand. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's why you got to scout it out. That's why you got to flirt, I guess. That's why I carry a mesh half shirt with me in case (laughs) I need dining reservations. Unless you need to whip it on really quick. Like, oh, hang on. Let me, hang on, Cheryl. Let me slip into the bathroom and put my costume on. Let let me oil up the guns and throw on the mesh half shirt. (laughs) Ooh, there you go. Definitely getting that reservation then. Do you think somebody would thrown at, be thrown out of the park if they walked around in a mesh half shirt? Like a man, not a woman, obviously. No, it's... because I've seen it uh, many times. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Usually when looking in a mirror, I believe. I've, You know what I have noticed? I've noticed the tops as bras as tops are a new thing. And, you know, I just think that's different. You know, have you all noticed that? Like, like a let me sports just wear a bra. bra. No, basically like a bra. 
I've noticed. Whoa. And like they'll like they'll put like a shirt on over it, but it's really not just like not open. It's like open. Oh. I was surprised when I saw that a lot in California in the parks. I thought that's different. I haven't seen that before. Well, California, they oh. walk around in bathing suits sometimes over there. Yeah. Well, that is the land of the underbunders. So oh, we oh, that. they're everywhere. <laughs> everywhere they really are actually yep. can't wait to get back out there though underbunders or not it's a I'm tradition it's a tradition it is. love it um okay all right uh who's next adam um this is easy obvious but bring a backpack um to hold all your stuff if you're not going to ship something back to your house you need to put all your stuff in your backpack because i hate like carrying bags like in your hand i hate that yeah. Um, and you need a backpack for your uh, charger, your external charger for your phone, because you're going to need it. And a poncho, a rain jacket, um, because uh, you're going to need one of those, too. Because okay. it rains down there. A so lot. bring a backpack. A lot. Okay. And now that they have, especially in Walt Disney World, they have those new uh, scanners where you don't have to, like, open up your bag. They just... Um, you just walk through the thing. You it's, it's security is much faster now. That's yeah. true. It really is. I was, I'm it's, really happy with that. Especially since they figured out the whole thing with the eyeglasses case, like a lot of glass cases are, you know, like for your sunglasses are metal, they're metal and that would always set off the alarms, but now they're not doing it anymore. So I was really glad about that because I was I you know that's I think the only kind of eyeglass cases I have so that was good you know on the other hand you don't need a backpack if you're wearing cargo shorts and have a photographer's vest with multiple pockets mm. uh, like like uh, covering my mesh half shirt yeah like in a black widow Elena remember Elena exactly. had the cute vest Elena might have the perfect park outfit except you know her other outfits leather and that would be uncomfortable probably without talcum powder hmm. okay and, and you right. see that yeah oh you have to see it oh it's so good um okay all right Tony all right so my first tip had you getting up early to get to the parks uh at the start of the day you've been there for a couple hours you got that golden hour you got the attractions under your belt now it's lunchtime. What do you do? I always take that opportunity to take a break. I will either grab lunch on my way out of the park or head back to our resort, grab lunch, take a little bit of, of pool time. If when the girls were little, they would take a little nap, but just to break up the day. You know, I, I said earlier that Cheryl and I used to go from rope drop to the kiss goodnight. That would be a long, you know, 14 16 hour day sometimes i'm not at that point anymore um but i do like to take a nice little break midday it's when the sun is the hottest um just to cool down just to unwind and then we head back to the parks you know three four o'clock what does that do that gets us a fresh start around four o'clock everybody else starts hitting dinner like at five six o'clock but we're just getting back into our groove in the parks so let everybody eat we're doing our stuff. And then by seven, eight o'clock at night, all those families that got there, you know, at 10 o'clock and they stayed the whole time, their little kids are getting tired. They're getting cranky. People start leaving the park around seven, eight o'clock. Yep. You know, we're refreshed. We've just gotten back into the parks at four. So we'll stay until the end of the evening. But I think taking that break is key. If you've got little kids, it's a good time to give them a break because there is there can be a sensory overload with the sights, the smells, the sounds, 
you know, when you're in the park. If you're an adult like me, I, I like to take a little break. You know, I can't I can't go the full time anymore. I can't do a, a full day in the park. So it's just nice to have a break during the day. I can nap at any time, anywhere. That's so true. That? I'm not a napper. Oh, I love a nap. I love a nap. Yeah. I feel you, Tony. That's true. Because by the time you get back I, at the end of the night, the parks are kind of cleared out. Yeah. It's really true. Do you know what you miss out on too, which is kind of great is, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like the sun is the most strong, like between like four and six. And you're just like, and, and this is, you know, not in the winter, obviously, but you're just like, oh my God, it's so hot. So if you're like hanging out at that time or even just having like an early dinner, you kind of miss out on that miserable time of day. So... Okay. All right. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Mine, I've said a hundred million times, be careful of what kind of shoes you bring. Like, especially during the rainy season, which, you know, is a good six months out of the year, but some months are worse than others in the summertime. You know, you will find yourself in, and I can't tell you how many times people I've been with have done this, um, or myself actually, or my kids, you're in the park, you've got sneakers on, they get soaking wet. So wear some shoes in the park that are you know, waterproof basically so that you can kind of, you don't have to leave. You don't have to go back and change. You don't have to buy like flip flops for 40 bucks in one of the stores. Um, and make sure you bring some rain gear because it is going to rain and it can just make, you can either make the most out of that day and everyone else is leaving and you're enjoying yourself or you're leaving too, because you're soaking wet and miserable. Chris, I want you to know that, that you've stolen my third hint. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Oh, I know that's you've a, got a better one. I know that's you do. all right. I'll come up with something. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Liza. Yeah. That, you know, I had the uh, rain gear hint to the poncho, but that's okay, Adam, because Adam was talking about bringing a backpack, but sometimes your back gets really sweaty. So I suggest a fanny pack. They're coming oh, back, you yeah. know. They are. I know that because I have a 14-year-old. <laughs> All the yeah, kids are wearing me. the fanny packs. Now, my oh, sister is so a massive awful. fanny pack fan, even before they were cool again. And yes. she does that because she was like, the backpack's making my back sweaty, and I don't like it, and I don't want right. something on my shoulder, so I'm just going to carry this fanny pack around. But isn't the fanny pack uncomfortable? Because first of all, you're putting weight on you know on your lower back, but, but secondly, you've got that strap cutting in well i mean you don't need to get it that tight i don't know it just seems like it would be in the way plus i'm sorry but i have scar like you're younger than me so you might not remember the 80s fanny pack thing but i have i'm scarred by that i, <laughs> I can't I well, mean, what if you get two fanny packs to even it out mm, <laughs> i never wore one back then so Sophie, my daughter saw somebody wearing a Gucci. This is like last year when she thought Gucci was okay because by the way, kids think Gucci's horrible now. Okay. But anyway, there you go. they do. Um, which it's not like I'm getting or anything like that anyway. Who can afford that? But that's beside the point. The point is we were in the mall or somewhere and she saw a girl with a Gucci fanny pack and she like was like, Oh my gosh, look at that. And I was like, mm, no. It's awful. I don't care what brand it is. I know, but but you know, I mean, people do love the fanny packs. I do yeah. also have okay, so Adam said I think Adam said the the poncho, but I do also always enjoy the umbrella. So bring a small umbrella 
I think it's an invaluable thing. If it gets hot, the sun's shading on your face all day, you can whip out that umbrella and cover your face. If it starts raining and you put the poncho on, there's nothing that's going to beat the poncho umbrella combo. Right. Because you yeah, need that, that protection. Yeah, that is actually true. You need the protection of the, the umbrella against, you know, because that rain starts getting in your face without the umbrella. It's just a miserable situation. So, yeah. yeah. I, I always bring an umbrella now for sun protection. Oh, I do too. Oh, can I tell you guys something? You can actually buy umbrellas that are specifically made for sun protection. With that Florida sun, you really, mm -hmm. it's beating on your face. Even with a hat sometimes, like a, a baseball cap, it's not going to cover your whole face like it needs to be. Okay, I have a tip that's actually kind of related to that because you mentioned the umbrella. Everybody knows I'm the most pale person. I glow in the dark. It's embarrassing. And so I can't really handle the sun. And even with a lot of sunblock, I kind of have to be careful. So like after Liza and I went to Disneyland back in April, because I was using like a regular umbrella, um, I went ahead and I was like, this isn't good enough. You know, this is really isn't blocking the sun. So I went online and I found this umbrella on Amazon by a company called Cooley Bar. It's C-O-O-L-I-B-A-R. And it is the best umbrella. It blocks out the sun. It's good for rain. And it also pops open dramatically, which I really like. So it's under 50 bucks. It is more than your typical umbrella, but it's also sturdier. And um, like I... I have it made in the shade, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's fantastic. So I would recommend that. If you're somebody like me and you need to keep the sun off of you to really enjoy yourself, um, I wouldn't use it the whole time, obviously, but I definitely, I loved it. So anyway, I'm happy to have that. You'll see me on the 50th with that. I don't care how goofy I look. Okay, but that's not my tip. Adam, what? what's your next? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I pictured you as more of a parasol person. You mean, yeah, but you know what? That wouldn't block the sun. Like a, I see people carrying parasols in the park, like the little Chinese paper ones are really cute or, you know, the lacy ones. I'm like, well, that's not blocking anything. Like I'm serious when I say I need to block out the sun. Um, I mean, you guys all know I am extremely pale. So, okay. All right. Adam, go ahead. All right. This might sound sacrilegious, but if you want to go see the aquarium at the seas with Nemo and friends, but you don't feel like riding the ride, you can walk in through the exit and see the aquarium and not go through the ride. But the ride is not, not even that long and it's a nice <laughs> seat. Yes. So uh, the ride is, is not long. Uh, the queue is long. It's very nice in the queue. It's freezing in there. Yes. The ride, the ride usually doesn't have a long wait. But if you're just looking to, you know, skip that and get to the aquarium, you can always do that. Or if you're looking for a, a quick place to get out of the rain and you're in that area, you could do that. I've done that before, where I've just walked in the exit and um, just walked around the aquarium. Does the ride not have a chicken exit? I <laughs> uh, know. Well, to. they call them they call them tuna exits. Because tuna is chicken of the sea. Ba -bum. Ah. That's valid, actually. <laughs> and I like that. You should you should trademark well, that. I maybe I should <laughs> the tuna I don't exit. I don't know if I mean maybe the old uh Living Seas ride had a chicken exit because like that was like more intense than I mean I, I mean the story was more intense. The ride was the same uh, thing. But um 
but I don't know. But but like not everybody wants to. And sometimes that ride is long, especially if it's a busy time of year. Do you know what? That ride doesn't even have to have a line, but the queue is so long. Like you, it takes forever. Like you could, you know, your child exactly. could like mature. Your child could go through puberty by the time they get you to could like line. break up with your spouse and then get back together you could. again. That right? happened to the people in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lawyer. There was a divorce attorney in front of them, and they got it all done. Right oh, before, there you go. Before they saw Mr. Wright. Mr. That's where they should have, you know, like your friend who's a lawyer. He could hang out in that line and just be like, "Hey." And the dolphins were the witnesses for the uh, for the proceedings. See, you know, when that happened with me, I actually had a manatee as a witness. Because I feel like they were less like jumpy. The manatees were calmer. So they were, you know, it was the ceremony was more somber. Oh, so. those are the cutest things ever. I want one. Manatees are adorable. <laughs> I wish I could have one. I would do just you, like hug him. Do you, don't you think hugging a manatee would be kind of disgusting? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Did you like, ever see that? Sometimes like you're just like looking at the manatee and all of a sudden they're like, poo. They're like, poo. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, true. That's gross. That's true. They you mean do. you've seen them like um, defecate in the tube? I, in the t- I well, have. Yeah. Everybody's I've like seen that stream. Yes. Yeah. Wow. They just let it go but, right in front of you. They look right at you in your eye. And they're like, Guess well, what? it's not like they, it's not like they have a bathroom. You know, they they do. Adam they with look- his three syllable words. <laughs> <laughs> Rest I know, words. right? defecate <laughs> that poopies, Adam, defecated poopies. in front of me how he rude. did a little doodle the thing the thing about it is i think i think you're right liza they will look you right in the eye and do it and be like say something I do. <laughs> i'm chewing on this romaine dear lord romaine. christine did you see that manatee just defecated <laughs> oh my god <laughs> adam is so funny oh lord um okay Okay, let's go ahead and um, – oh, who's next? We did get Adam, right? No Adam? He's, I'm totally yeah, 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 because Adam just said you don't have Mine to ride the, the ride. That's right. But you That's do right. have to ride the ride because – You don't have to go through the ride to see in Manatee I mean, I guess poo. you don't, but would you – I mean, it's a good seat. It, it is it nice is. to sit there. Do you know who I like? The little, um, the little starfish lady. That's She's the really best neurotic. part. Is the yeah. starfish at the end? Yeah, I agree. So the great minds I, think alike. I I have to say that that cue is probably my favorite, even though it's long. Yes, it's probably one of the better themed cues. And the next time I take that r- ride, I'm going to have to look for the chicken exit or the tuna exit. Yeah, it's the tuna exit. That's the best ever. Well, ob- it sounds like nobody likes this tip because everybody's you know poo pooing it. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> And I'm uh, saying I got to ride the that. ride. That's fine. But you know what? It's a dark queue. Maybe your kid gets scared in the dark or it's very windy. Like you can get dizzy in there because it's well, back I'm, and forth, back and forth, back and I'm forth. I'm going to tell you something, Adam. I think this is a completely valid tip. Thank you. And I am not just saying that because I know you're a millennial and you get <laughs> sensitive and you think somebody told you that your feelings count. And it is true, Adam. Your feelings do count. Oh, really? That's sweet. So Adam's feelings count. It's, it's actually not a bad idea. And I will tell you, when my twins were really little, like I had scaredy cat kids, probably because I never really forced them to do stuff because I was always like, oh, let their feelings count, right? So anyway, 
I do recall that there were some cues that they were uncomfortable in. So I think that's a valid point. I mean, in all seriousness, there are maybe kids who don't want to go through that ride for whatever reason. Maybe they hate that stupid turtle. And so they can just go ahead and go and see the manatee poop on their, you know, without dealing with all that. So there. Those you're manatees are cute. Those manatees are adorable. I still would hug don't. them. Yeah, I'd like to see that. First of all, they're like three, five, ten times bigger than a human. But they're floating in the pool. I'd love to see you floating around in that disgusting water. I okay. would do it. Half-eaten right. pieces of lettuce. Yay. Oh, like and, and let's not forget, they defecate in there. I know, but this like lettuce poop. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's move on to Tony. Well, my third tip was about shoes. Yes. But but Chris took that. So I would say the next hint I have, when, when you are planning your trip, if you are not pressed for time, add a down day in. You know, there's four theme parks. You've got your arrival day, your departure day, four full days to do the theme parks. If you can, add a fifth day. That day will allow you to either get some downtime which might be needed if you've been on the go for four straight days. It's also a good opportunity to take advantage of some of the other options at the uh, Walt Disney Resort Complex, specifically Disney Springs, mini golf, maybe visiting a water park. You know, those aren't full day attractions uh, or options. Like when you're in a park, you pretty much you're going to do that all day. So downtime is important. You know, I mentioned it in the middle of the day, but also that downtime in the middle of your trip can be helpful. Um, if you're pressed for time, however, you know, it, it's not a requirement. It just helps. I think it, it helps your state of mind because if you're going for four days, you need to take a vacation when you get back home from your vacation. And adding that downtime in the middle of the trip just makes things flow a little better and I think helps your state of mind and you're, you're not as frazzled at the end of your visit. Okay. I like that. It's very hard to take a down day, isn't it? It is. And when I say down day, I mean, take a day where you're not in a theme park. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you can't go to the water park. You know, that's a fun five, six hours, seven hours, but it's not a full day. You're not, you're not rushing from, from rope drop. You know, it's not a 14 hour day in a theme park eating funnel cakes and Mickey bars. Yeah. You know, take some time, find something different to do, you know, rent a, rent a mouse boat, you know, go on a tour of a resort, you know, take the, go to the magic kingdom and, and don't go into the park, but jump on the monorail and go check out the monorail resorts, mm -hmm. you know, do, do something that's just going to be more relaxing. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, that's one of the things we ran into when we were out in Disneyland last time, because we went to the park five days in a row and you would think five days in a row, that's not, I mean, we'll go, seven or eight days in a row in Disney World, but we're used to Disney World and we know how to take it easy there. In Disneyland, we went for like five days straight in the park and Kevin said, you know, we should have taken a day in the middle and just hung out at the pool because we didn't get a chance to enjoy the pool. You know, we would normally not stay at the Grand Californian and yet we didn't enjoy the pool because we were so busy at that park every single day from the time it opened until it closed. And we got no sleep. So, yeah, I think next time I go out there in particular, just because that's that's like our place where, you know, we want to get everything in. I think we'll take a day off, maybe go to the beach or something. Although I keep hearing that there's all kinds of sewage draining into the no, beaches there. Oh, that's great. Yes, I just heard of another one today. I'm like, really? Okay. Dang. 
they don't want me to come back for sure. Okay, um, I've got one, and and I've said this before, and I think all of mine I've said before. So I'm sorry I'm being repetitive. If you're actually a regular listener, and if you are, I'm really sorry. So I think as a mom in particular, if you're going to quick service, basically what you're doing at quick service is running back and forth. You're you're getting your kids food. You're getting the ketchup. You're getting the drink. You're oh somebody forgot a fork. You know that kind of thing. You're just going back and forth the whole time, and it's very hard to eat. And the same with a buffet to an extent. I feel like every time when my kids were little and we went to a buffet, um, all I did was get them plates of food. Um, you know, because I obviously I didn't send little kids up there by themselves because they would be disgusting. Anyway, so my advice is have a nice sit-down dinner. If you can't do one every single day, which my preference is actually to do one every single day. At night, I want a nice dinner. I want someone to bring me food. I want it to be healthy and delicious. And that would be my suggestion. In fact, I think that's the perfect way to end the night. Maybe if you're near a park, you walk into the park for a couple hours, but always get a good dinner. You, you know what that story made me think of? Or uh, that hint? Yes. It no. made me think of a Christmas story. Oh, my gosh. Mom had, had a hot is, meal. Where Ralph is talking about his mother, and he said, my mother had not had a hot meal for herself in 15 years. That's exactly. She's obviously been to too many buffets. That's exactly what I was thinking this exact same thing, Tony. Mom hadn't don't, had a hot meal. So. Don't you guys feel like, like, Liza, don't you feel like that sometimes? Like, even now, I'm like. Yeah. No, it still happens. No. And I still say yeah. mom hadn't had a hot meal in 15 years. Yeah. I've I've never seen that movie because <gasps> that kid's glasses annoyed the bejesus out of me. Can't stand it. Well, if you do watch it, the interesting thing is that the narrator is also uh, John from uh, Carousel of Progress. Oh, that's interesting. It's the best I still don't want to see it. Everybody okay. tells me that. I don't care. I just, he looks so annoying. He's so cute, know. Ralphie. Not cute. I want to break his glasses. Well, they get broke at the end. Spoiler alert. Did they really? Oh, good. <laughs> so maybe you would enjoy the ending. It's, I don't yeah. know. I just love that movie. It's a classic. I'm sure. No, everybody likes it. Maybe I'll watch it this Christmas, you know? Maybe. Um. Yeah, I just, I, I feel like, especially when mine were little, I felt like I never got to eat when I was at Disney. I just was like, no. you know, and, and Kevin's pretty good. You know, he's not one of those kind of guys that are like, you know, but still it was me running back and forth. Cause I'm, you know, as a mom, you're kind of a perfectionist, you know what your kid wants and needs well, and everything. And it's an auto, it's an automatic response. It is. It is. It is. And so many things about being a mom are automatic. And when I'm in the park, even if I'm there without my kids and someone says, mom, I turn around. Yep. I <laughs> like, have. Oh, never mind. So any other thoughts? My well, tip would not. be, uh, if you're, if you don't know whether you should go to Disney or not, you should go. That's a good you one. Should go. <laughs> do you know what? My tip is do the Disney math. It always makes sense to add that other day. Oh, I was uh, going to say, don't do the Disney math. Don't. You then, probably shouldn't do the Disney because math. Because yeah. then you're going to be like, I'm, this is way too much money. <laughs> do, you, do you know something? I, okay. So like about a month ago, we had car issues. Because I will never be a person with a, good, a brand new car, right? I'm just not that person. I don't even care. But I thought to myself, you know, you can have a really nice car if you would stop traveling. But that's as far as that went. I was like, no, <laughs> no I'm just good. You know, yeah. I mean, it looks okay. It's just, you know, it's got two. It's a minivan with two hundred twenty-five thousand miles on it. 
maybe 2.30 by now. I haven't looked. I'm trying not to. But, um, yeah. I love a van. I do love my minivan. Yeah. Yeah. It's practical. Um, It is I think another thing that I tell people is don't get stressed over wanting to cram everything into yeah. four days of, of park days because you're not going to see it all if you just have like one day in each park. It's just, it's so big. You can't really do it. So I just say go with the flow, have fun, don't stress, you know, do take it easy and don't worry. Like, you know, because people do get like they want to cram it all. And that's going to be hard to do. Now, maybe two weeks, we can talk. (laughs) I mean, it can be really, really fun if you just go with the flow and just know we're not probably going to see everything, but we're going to do a lot of fun stuff. And then it'll give you things to come back and do. I have one that's really special and important. And it's that use a travel agent. And I'm not even kidding. Like, you don't even have to use us, but most First of all, I wouldn't pay a travel agent. Like I would never pay a planning fee. We don't charge a planning fee. But most travel agents, especially those who focus on Disney, really know what they're doing. So try a travel agent. Help help a small business out, especially right now. It's kind of great, not great. I could add to that because I am not um, I am not compensated for this. Um, so this is like from the heart. I use a travel agent. Uh, Chris, I call her twice a week and I have yeah. her change. <laughs> I have her change. You normally uh, are the easiest person ever. It's just right now, everybody's making modifications, Adam. That's all we're doing is modifying. Well, and it's either, and if I didn't use an agent, I would be, I would be on, you know, I would be on the phone for hours on hold and instead you get to do that. Now, now, you're getting paid to do that. If I did that on my own, I would not. I would just be, um, you know, doing it for my own vacation. Yeah. And then I'd be wasting my time to do that. Whereas you have budgeted time, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, we multitask. To, to, yeah, while and we're you, on, yeah. We'll be on hold for hours. And even like Disney has really done a spectacular job. I'm not even just being nice with everything. Even with them, I called them three or four times today. And that was my whole day on hold and talking. Yeah, yeah, and and you can do multiple clients things on the same phone call, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. what I did. Yeah, at, at least you hope you can do that. So, yeah, like, for sure. Whereas if if you just do that on your own, or if I did it on my own, I'd be just doing it for myself, and that's it. So, what I'm, the point of what I'm trying to say is, and Disney is really nice in how they um, have nice cancellation policies and changing things. And like, I, I I'm not joking when I've said I've called you like have you change things twice a week and it's big changes that you have to call in to do so i use one i mean save yourself time aggravation anxiety whatever exactly money. yeah you know. the stress of getting dining reservations on your own how about that right oh there's a lot i mean it's and not so much with disney and i i mean i i don't want to over i mean disney has been pretty easy to work with but for our clients who I, I could tell you guys stories about clients who are going overseas or down to the Caribbean or whatever. You know, there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong, even during normal times. But right now, we just had a client um, go to get on a plane in Sicily, and it was it was canceled. And no, you know, no one talked to the client. No, they didn't weren't send a message or anything. So having a travel agent on your side during that, so you can get your money refunded. They're out enjoying the rest of their trip. 
you know, while the agent is getting the money refunded because they had to book another flight, you know, little things like that you don't have to do or worry about. So, okay. All right. Well, I think we're going to close this out. I'm going to send it over to Tony to finish up the show. Thank you, Chris. I'd like to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com, request a quote, and let Chris and her team plan your family's next vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on The Mouse and More Podcast. And on behalf of Chris, Liza, and Adam, this is Tony, and we are The Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night.